You're recording live today from Sage Music here in Long Island City, a school that turns people of all ages from students into musicians. The school has a unique curriculum which teachers focus personal attention and utilize a holistic approach to teaching every student. The school is owned by inspirational Iraq War veteran Jason Sagabiel, who offers classes in guitar, piano, cello, violin, and voice. Also check out the recently opened new location in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. To learn more about Sage Music, visit www.sagemusic.co.co. We're also brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash improvnoise. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. This is Improv Noise. And in order to get started, we need a suggestion of something you can't do. This week we sit down with John Timothy. Enjoy. Everyone does their own their own walk, their own way. Mm-hmm. Like when you when you approach a scene, what's like the of all the things? What's like the definitely the number one thing that you look for? Like what's the one thing where like that has to be there? That's the thing. I'm not or, interested. Yeah. Um, well, I think the longer and longer you do it, um, the more you're interested in having some kind of like grounded reality in a scene. You know, like because I think when you're when you start out. What attracts you is like the the big goofs, you know, like right. the silly voices and like the silly walks and like the waka waka kind of, right, uh, right. like you know, it, the um, the highlight reel kind of thing. Like I remember Anthony King used to talk about how the um, the IRC crush thread, you know, the, the the thread about like great moves that people have done and like you know, it's very exciting. But he remember he said that it was like, well, actually, it's not sometimes not that helpful and it might be detrimental <laughs> because it's actually like someone trying to learn basketball by just watching like the sports center top 10 plays of the day you <laughs> yeah, know and it's like right. they think that basketball is all windmill slams uh and you know like behind the back passes when you when it doesn't show the work that it took to actually set that kind of thing up so same with the herald night uh, highlights Remember, mm-hmm. however now and then they'd be like these are my favorite moves of the night you know right. which was great i appreciate it but i think it's probably along the same lines mm-hmm. of uh they earn that through you know base reality and playing it grounded you know? yeah i think so yeah i I've, I've been told that i'm way too distracted by the shiny thing mm. too much like you, you, you always like the shiny thing you know brad you too right we yeah. both had we've been on a team where that was our big note as a team like you guys just like the shiny thing way too much hmm which is interesting, and it's almost become like a weird habit I try to suppress now. And not you know? literally like a shiny thing. Right, not like birds. Yeah. Like, what's excited? Like the, the, or... the mistake in the scene I love hopping on, mm-hmm. you know. When in reality, to keep more grounded, you just like try to justify it more in a grounded way and keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so. I think there is like, there's definitely a phase, I think, you know, I don't know, maybe it's 50-50, but like a good chunk of people go through where they're like, ah, I know, grounded I know. I'll just be boring. Nothing, <laughs> yeah, you know, nothing's more grounded than not reacting to anything. Yeah. Cool. Total apathy. Yeah. Hands by the side. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we. I just saw a set not forty-five minutes ago. <laughs> I came from an improv show mm-hmm. where that was the thing. They were they were not reacting to anything. Right. I was also like really plotty, right. but they were playing it real, quote unquote. Sure. They were being the way they would be, but they were the being the way they would be in a really boring moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, that's a nightmare. That's such a struggle. 
though, to play it real because mm-hmm. I guess the natural state that you get in when you go onto a stage mm-hmm. is like a little bit of a hyped feeling, a little bit mm-hmm. of more of a performative feeling. And so to combat that, I've seen a lot, and at least myself, I went through that where I'm just like, I just need to kill every feeling that I have right. and just play as dull as possible. So how, how, do you, how do you think you can go into it to play just like real, just to play it real, to not throw anything extra, to not throw any extra energy on it? How would mm-hmm. you recommend? How to not put any like extra sauce in it? Yeah, uh, or like too much. Yeah. Well, sometimes a little bit of sauce, just like a little bit of sauce. I didn't want dry. No, yeah, you don't want dry. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I remember somebody once told me. Maybe this is a Gauss's kind of thing. That, but like, uh, uh, you could always take credit for it, right? Okay. Well, this is a <laughs> Timothy kind of thing that's being said. But um, that like uh, when you when you have energy, if you if you're throwing it out like out of your body and I'm making you can't see but I'm making hands sparkle out of my body motions right now Um, then it's wasted and it's going into nothing and what you need to do is you need to take that energy and turn it inside and so that you're kind of glowing with it wow Right. Okay. Um, and like, if you kind of think of the mechanics of it, like I think you know, when you go out there and you like see these people who are like so funny and so charismatic people try to emulate that by just like I don't know, getting crazy and lashing out and having, like, big physical things. And, like, they're just begging to be noticed and they're shooting all this energy out at the audience when instead, what I think the people who are, like, spectacular at this do, like, they glow because it's all there and you can't look at anything else. Yeah, it's uh, not dissipated. It's conserved into one thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's difficult to turn it inwards. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's, oh, of course, yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you asked, you know, and that's, like, incredibly difficult, uh, like, not actionable advice. It's <laughs> like, like, oh, we'll just turn your energy inwards and glow. <laughs> cool. That's the note I get every show. I'm like, yeah. I'm trying. I don't know what that means. Okay, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> Do you not understand what the word glow means? <laughs> I know what a glow is. Okay, well. I don't glow physically. Okay. Okay, well, then, I I'm guess. I'm not a sea creature. I'm not a, what are those called? Edibus. A sea, what are those things called? A cuttlefish? No, a sea enema or some shit. I know that's anemone. not what it's Thank you. Anemone. 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 I said it right. Exactly. Yeah, a sea enema that I hear. Sea enema in there? All I know is a sea enema doesn't glow, doesn't glow no, but it should. Yeah. Ooh, uh, that's got to be the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I said enema several times. I know what an enema is. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said it. Who's it was close. Close to an, en- yeah. an enemy. Makes me glow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that, uh, we're seated here with Mr. John Timothy. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. A uh, uh, wonderful veteran improviser. I uh, hope it's okay if I read your bio. Oh, sure. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, uh, formerly a member of the uh, great legendary team Sandino, mm-hmm. uh, writer for the beta team Horse and Horse, uh, also with your great indie team Tesla, mm-hmm. and then uh, I guess it's not remind me what's your LT right now? Uh, namaste. Namaste. Of course, Namaste. Mm-hmm. Why did I? Why did I forget that? I think you're probably. I want to say we have almost every member of Namaste on this podcast. Oh, great! <laughs> Very close. Yeah, Looks yeah. Like, we just, we just drive to that team, I guess. So. They're they're fun people. I love yeah. those people. Man, yeah, I'm, I'm drawn to those people. <laughs> so, oh god. Sweet. Well, currently you have improv team Namaste, mm-hmm. and then you have some honorable mentions there too uh, beforehand. Mm-hmm. I had uh, I was on a Herald team, Asparo. Asparo, right? For, I remember that killer for, team. So, yeah, it was a good lineup. Good lineup. Yeah. And then um, that was your team right after Sandino. Or? Yeah, it was Sandino, Asparo, into Namaste. Because it was like f- I think three or four members of the team were also from Sandino. Yeah, right? yeah, they they bounced us all around, and so there were three of us: uh, Kate Riley and Brandon Gulia. Very and cool. And I were on uh, uh, Asparo. 
Sweet, sweet. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, that's great. How uh, Sandino, I remember, were just uh, you guys played for three, four years? Uh, One out of five? Two and a half. Two and a half? Two and yeah. a half, I think, yeah. Seemed like you were around for five years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Really wore out our welcome there. Then. Like, Seven, ten? Oh, God. Yeah. No, nah, man, you guys always killed it. I was there Thanks. for the Vaudeville Herald. It was oh, one of the first God, I ever that was saw. a fun one. That was such a killer Herald. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Uh, there's a funny story about that one. Like, uh, I, at some point, um, you know, we've been talking, you know, it was vaudeville, so it was in the 40s. And um, and uh, at some point, you know, like, oh, the president's here. And then for the second group game, Kate Riley's like, oh, oh, the president, oh, the president's here. Get him out. <laughs> and then Alan and I both run to, like, the back, the back space. And then, like, the wheelchair is, like, standing right there. And like, I'm like, oh, FDR, wheelchair. And like, I look at Alan, <laughs> and he looks at me, and it's like, and I just go, well... You get one, and then like we pull the wheelchair out and like sit in it and like wheel ourselves out. And you, you know, played FDR, be, right? Yeah, FDR. you killed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then uh, I remember specifically uh, Aaron was with you. You're saying uh, that was Alan. Alan. Alan was in the back with me. Yeah. Oh, and then he. Uh, I remember you. You, you um, met a motion for him to like turn me dramatically the other way or something like mm-hmm. that as you're in the middle of a passionate speech. It was just every mm-hmm. move you guys did in that Herald. Now this is a little twilight. Uh, every move you did in that Herald. Was like on point. I felt it was like scripted. I felt you guys pre-planned it. Like it was the quintessential hero. Oh, I was like, thanks. "Holy shit, this is incredible!" Brandon Gulia played the host the entire time. Oh yeah, you guys yeah. were a vaudeville show. We were vaude- Yeah, it was a '40s wartime vaudeville show. Was yeah, the yeah. That was a well, great one. what I'm trying to get into is that team had that sort of. You guys had such a killer organic, yes, and energy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, definitely, uh, definitely hallmark of the. Yeah, group, it was, yeah, it was like whenever you guys performed, it was like a freight train coming through Herald Night. So mm. I always felt it. You guys were oh, always yeah. like, Thanks. the energy started. It was like a ball of energy for 25 minutes. Everything connected. Everything was funny. You killed it, and then you guys left. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah and, really strong yesing. Uh, what do you have to uh, throw in as far as the culture of yes and saying yes to things? Uh, yeah, the culture of yes. Well, I think uh, there's nothing scarier or more powerful than saying yes to someone else's idea. I think, um, like I think, what really separates, you know, you know, the girls from the women or the boys from the men are people who can like stop trying to be so clever and just be comfortable being like, yes, that is a good idea. You know what? I'm gonna do that idea as well. You know, like just you know, throwing ego aside and being like, that's enough. That is a great idea. Let's do it. And then uh, with that kind of attitude, every idea is a great idea. Yeah, right? and then just the stupidest ideas, like if you know the seven people behind you were like, "Great idea, yep, <laughs> let's do it," uh, and then they do it the same or just like and just even bigger, like boom, you've got you know you've got something that seems like oh you know like it's so easy and special. It's like well, I mean yes, it is, um, but it's also very hard to get that many people. You know, it's, it's presumably talented people who are funny and have like opinions and ideas in their own right to like get together and do that one thing which oh. i think is the hardest part of the whole the whole thing yeah absolutely there's always that uh, subconscious like sort of no aspect not no mm-hmm. or sort of like a no but or uh, or uh, i'll place part of that idea they don't even realize right yeah. it's almost subconscious as opposed to just relaxing and playing it mm-hmm. only in its entirety mm-hmm. yeah, as a group I, yeah and i think you can be like say yes to an idea and really mean it but then your actions behind that are like, cool, but then sh- look what I've got instead of, you know, like, right. uh, instead of actually being like literally saying yes to that idea and, and building out on it. It's a, it's a powerful thing if you're, if you're doing it right. It takes a lot of trust. It does. It's scary. Yeah, really, really does. Yeah. 
probably take some experience too because I'm just thinking in my head right now of all of the like my opinion at least are just terrible moves mm-hmm. absolutely terrible things an improviser could do mm-hmm. that I would not want to take part in mm-hmm. oh but, sure but to say yes to that really is dang it's it's also one of those things where you guys it's it's uh, all for one one for all right so mm-hmm. if you're on a team of eight people all eight of you have to do it it can't mm-hmm. be seven out of eight if seven out of eight of you play it's gonna wreck the entire set essentially yeah. you guys all have to play it together mm-hmm. so there's an there's just yeah there's great trust in that Mm-hmm. You know, definitely. Um, and, you know, like the, you know, like the group games, especially that people talk about, like, oh, did you see this one? You know, like the classic iconic one. It's never like, did you see those eight people who each said eight funny different lines? Like, <laughs> right, it's, no, right. it's always like, <laughs> did you see how eight people like put their shit away <laughs> and like all just like freaked out? Uh, you know, because you know, like it was a Ragnarok show. No, it wasn't Ragnarok. It was a uh, DeCoster show, I think. Right. Those guys were great. Um, and you know, like there was just one thing where they're like, "Is it here yet?" No, and they go, "Oh no!" And then they would just like get mad, and they're like, "Is it here yet?" No, no. And then they'd be like, by the end, they were just like slamming their heads in the door and like stomping and like rending of garments and like you know climbing and like beating each other up and like all that. And just to like trust and say yes and not try to get your own clever thing in there, but to just do it and like trust the work is um, it's amazing. I think it's probably the height of what all this comes to. Totally. Mm-hmm. totally. I, hear, uh, I hear you say clever a lot. What does that mean to you? Is that like uh, an improviser who's just by themselves and yeah, whipping funny sure. things around? Or? Um, yeah, I think, I think uh, you know, clever is usually a good word. It's usually something you use to describe people who are, you know, like, oh, he's a very clever person. Like, yeah, that funny. squirrel figured out how to get yeah. to that bird seed. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, you clever squirrel. <laughs> um, but I think it's also like a, it's a, it's a trap, too. Um, especially for um, uh, for people, comedians who are um, incentivized by being laughed at. Like, I think there's a very large uh, incentive to try and say a funny thing and to like top something, and so that it seems original. Like, oh, well, that first person said something funny, but that second person said like a funnier thing, and so I'm laughing. And they, you know, whereas if you say yes to something the credit might just cascade down to that first person, um, you know, like in your head. And you're not even making this, you know, uh, arithmetic in your head while you're doing it. You're just like, oh, cool, and now I'm going to get a laugh. <laughs> Whereas it's like, well, if we're just like really saying yes to this thing, I might not have to think too much. Like it's – I have to be smart enough to turn off part of my brain that wants the light from me and just trust in the work to like be bigger when we all do it. Very cool, very cool, Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, yeah, I, I was, I think I heard like an equation from some improv guy who's just like, it's 90% how you do it and 10% whatever it is. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or, or that's, I just, I, that's not exactly what he said. I think he said it's, it doesn't matter. It, it's 10% whatever the idea is, but 90% the commitment you put into it. Yeah. That like seemed, that. I'd buy that. Yeah, yeah. Which, which affected me. I definitely, I know the difference between like whatever it is, play it hard. You know, mm-hmm. play it committed. But mm-hmm. I'm back kind of the grounded thing from from the beginning. Um, I would have to because I know it would hit that way. Mm-hmm. Or if I played it any less so, it doesn't matter what the idea is, it wouldn't have hit or it wouldn't have been easy to support even. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Maybe I could say when you play things really grounded and really committed, it, it, it sets things up on a silver platter for everyone to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Because it's like, it's like right there. It's like, oh, this is the thing that's not like all these other things. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that clever thing's a funny question. Um, because, like, I don't know, it kind of reminds me, like, that I think 
One of the funny things about the you know the improv and all work that you do is that you bring so much of yourself into it, mm-hmm. and like there's definitely a point when people can't get better at like improv comedy like on stage because they're butting their heads up against things that they themselves as people are bad at. Right, like you right. know like you're never gonna be like ah oh, be more vulnerable you know like emote more. And if you can't do that like interpersonally with people you love and trust, there's no way you're gonna be able to do it in front of like 150 people. Like who are ju- you know like judging you or whatever like it, it just it just doesn't compute right like it's, it's ridiculous to re- assume of someone and so like you know like people who need to like win arguments a lot or, or like you know like um, or who need to be right a lot or prove that they are like the smartest person in the room that's going to be something they confront in the work because mm-hmm. they that's just who they are and they're not even recognizing that that's getting in the way of like. Uh, you know, agreeing or yesing or whatever the totally. topic is. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's pretty easy to see the real person come out on an improv stage mm-hmm. because there's a lot of pressure there. Mm-hmm. And so all of your little idiosyncrasies that you can kind of smooth over in life because, you know, you don't really have to engage people and you don't really mm-hmm. have to show yourself. Those really come rear, like roaring hard, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of that for, I would say, most people is just no, saying no to things yeah. and closing yourself off to taking control of things and, mm-hmm. like, forcing things to happen for you and mm-hmm. uh, passing judgment and being like, oh, well, I don't really know if, mm-hmm. you know, that's a good one. Yeah. So as far as, like, passing judgment mm-hmm. and establishing a base reality, mm-hmm. how do you avoid one to do the other? Because I don't want to be like, oh, let's just say you uh, you are um, you are convinced that your uh, cell phone loves you mm-hmm. and you're in a committed relationship, two-way relationship mm-hmm. with the cell phone. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between me being like, oh, that's stupid. Obviously, your mm-hmm. iPhone is not alive, mm-hmm. you know, or being like, well, let's just establish a base reality here. Okay, sure. I think that's – sure, that's a good, solid question. Um, yes. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, oh, boy. So I guess part of it – part of it comes down to intent, you know? Like are you are you reacting to that? Uh, negatively in order to, like, show that, you know, to, to, like, oh, that's unusual. Why would you do that? Like, to, like, set someone up to, like, justify their behavior? Or are you doing that because, like, oh, um, yeah, that's weird. I don't know what that, you know, like, because it's a new idea that you're, like, frightened of or, or, like, (laughs) seems, seems unusual and, like, your first response is to, like, have something wrong with it. Right. um, Like, I know, like, when you're, when we're doing like organic scenes, like scenes just off of like one word, and then we do some some scenes, um, like I know that Will Hines for a while was grinding this axe where he was like, "Don't have something, don't have a problem with what the other person's doing with the second line." Like it, we're too busy building like a castle together for you to have a problem with brick two. You know, like it, <laughs> it, you know, like it's it's ridiculous. Like you're not gonna get anywhere, and you're just gonna have a fight, and it's too easy. Uh, you know, like you can always have a problem with your first partner's offer, so you can always make that choice at any p- point. So don't do it right at the top. Um, and I think maybe part of it is part of it is that, like, maybe if you just treat that, like, you know, we can like find you can find ways to acknowledge that something is breaking, like reality that the audience knows it, and treat it intelligently. But like, explore it. Like, you can say yes to it, and then we can really figure out what this 
falling in love with a cell phone thing is like we, well, okay what does a breakup with a cell phone look like okay yeah. instead of being like that's weird why would you do that oh that's not a human being and then just doing this kind of like you know maybe paint by numbries uh, paint numbers? by numbries yeah you know classic paint game by animus, paint by animus yeah um, uh, but you know like we've all been in that scene where it's like hey I'm doing this weird thing oh that's weird don't do it well right. I'm gonna do it um, right. and like yeah you know we can do that scene <laughs> don't do that no that's weird what you're doing <laughs> you know and like that's a lot of scenes and like sometimes that you know that scene kills and sometimes it's just like ah oh, this is exhausting and right. maybe you know like embracing that like oh you know like you know it's such a fine line though because I want to question something unusual mm-hmm. but I also I and I also want to justify it so I also want to find out what they have behind it mm-hmm. but like do wait so you know your cell phone is not alive right mm-hmm. like and to find out what their justification is yeah but I don't want to be a dick when do I stop justifying and just say sure and just like it. live it yeah uh, live it up you know I think there's that God, there's that line like you can you can always say no once right right you well, know I mean, I don't know. Oh, right. Well, yeah. So you can always, you know, there's there's one of those one of those many improv aphorisms. Is that, is that a around. scene rule? I neglected. I never. No one told me that one. Oh yeah. Ooh, that's uh, a secret rule. Oh. <laughs> oh god. Uh, I'm edit this I got. Yeah. Cut, cut this out. out. I gotta get out of here. Oh god. Um. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm fired. Um. But yeah. But you, know, you you can always say no once. You can always be like, really? That's kind of bizarre. And that's always like fine. Like you know, because it's if it's unusual, well, it's it's fine. Um. And then. You know, whatever we get it. Point taken, sir. Uh, you know, like you made your point. We get it. That's unusual. You are Great. slightly skeptical about this. <laughs> yeah, you're not totally. Yeah, but you're keep not... it up. Keep going into yeah. it when you're done. It's yeah. just sort of right. It was just pointing at it a little bit. Like mm-hmm. we're not stupid. We know this is unusual. Yeah, exactly. And then keep it up. And then and then yeah. you guys together can explore this idea instead of having. You know, like nobody wants to be the boring straight man who's just like that's weird. Why do you do that? And like it does help like to make someone justify. Obviously, like it's a very helpful thing. Um, it's helpful to give someone justification or to like ask them, hey, why are you doing that? Um, but, <laughs> are you, you know. doing that because your grandma just died? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Are you doing because your wife just left you? Man, the amount of behavior <laughs> justified by my wife just left me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a catch-all. They're, they're, the people live in improv scenes are so sad. Yeah, <laughs> I have a I have a piece of paper in my pocket for do improv, and all it just says justification option wife just left me. Mm-hmm, yeah. and every now and then you can see me sneak it out real quick in the scene and put it back in <laughs> you and should memorize that man you should I just... can't I don't I, just, I have to write it down <laughs> but like, because it's in my pocket I've practically memorized it yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't want to you don't want to be lear- you know looking for a justification <laughs> and in the heat of the moment forget it you know? <laughs> I know I got my justification list yeah. you know it's only got the one but mm-hmm. I'm looking for more and you know, I've been googling around yep. and, and in your other po- <laughs> and in your other pocket you have another sheet of paper that says her name is probably Karen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I always fucked it up because it's usually another guy that I'm in the scene uh, with. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and then I turn male Karen into the game. Uh-huh. Scene yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to stop bringing a piece of paper to bring with me. But I never will. So yeah. who am I kidding? Yeah, who are you kidding? You know, live your life, man. <laughs> uh, but going back, to, I call it standy pointy. is a weird dumb thing I say where it's like, that's unusual. Is that a thing? Why is that a thing? Yeah, and he's pointing while he's saying it. I'm yeah, also no. doing a pointy no, thing. I see that, yeah. <laughs> and um and to me i know growing because going through like the, the the program going through the ucp classes mm-hmm. at first it was like recognize the unusual thing mm-hmm. and then that was difficult but yeah. it took time and reps and eventually i got to a place where okay i think i can now recognize the unusual things for the most mm-hmm. part and then i got excited mm-hmm. and then i started doing standy pointers for calling it out i'm like that's that's unusual is that a thing <laughs> 
that's unusual. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I was just excited yeah. about it mm-hmm. at level. And I believe like there's like I think I, I believe maybe it's from my like training and through my journey, my improv, my personal improv journey. Oh, yeah. I uh, that's sort of how it was. I couldn't recognize anything at all, and all of a sudden I could recognize everything, and I got really excited about it. Mm-hmm. I believe the next thing after that is to recognize it quietly within yourself mm-hmm. as instantly as possible, then use that to fuel your response and make it a more a smarter response. Like instead of being is that a thing, mm-hmm. my head go up, oh, and that's unusual. Then I either accept, I as if it, or mm-hmm. like, I really accept it hard, and I use that. To sort of go in the other direction, almost as mm-hmm. opposed to calling it out, absorb it, and let it fuel who I am. Mm-hmm. You that, know, yeah, that I think that's I think that's very true because I think you know, like you spend so much time thinking, like, what is you know, like trying to do the math of this that when you get it, you just can't. You just, there's no reason to let go. You're right. like, wow, well, <laughs> got it. I'm not giving this up. What do you mean? <laughs> right. I just spent a year figuring this out. <laughs> um, it, I, it is a funny thing. Like there is a there is no good place in like any kind of teaching or like training to like tell people it's oh to like unlearn things right right you know there's like there's there's like it's always like an additive process but there's no level where it's like okay and now by the way we can just let go of like no transaction scenes you know like (laughs) you know because like that's just a funny rule you make up in level one because we don't want to see people bartering over the price of a snickers like in every scene you know Mm -hmm. um and it happens anyway which have, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's <laughs> they it. They're gonna, they love it because <laughs> they know what's happening. Um, I've bought many sneakers in my level one class. I'm surprised you actually got to purchase it. Most transactions oh, yeah. I say are just back and forth, back and forth, negotiating the price. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Angrily at something, each other. Yeah, something mm-hmm. wrong. Right. happens where it's like oh we're out of snickers yeah oh yeah it's like yeah. you had the oh, possibility God. to invent anything yeah and you decided I, what did we see today we're it's in like, a world without snickers it was like uh, oh yeah you plenty. know that that's how we do it in brazil and one guy's like this is mexico yeah <laughs> 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 it's a basic whole denial yeah. like why man it was brazil it relax was yeah. Yeah. chill out man yeah. enjoy your enjoy brazil yeah, yeah that's, it's uh, funny how like fear makes you small like like you know like fear just shrinks what you're willing to do and like what choices you're willing to make and it, right. it drives it drives all most if not all of the like wrong things we do in this <laughs> you know like i don't want to look dumb i don't want to like um look like i don't know what i'm talking about i don't want to be left out there to dry like all you know all this stuff it's all mm-hmm. it's all based in that and it's just man you could do you could do some insane like uh, psychology like master's theses on like <laughs> on like uh, you know personality types and like what you know what they what how that shows up on stage yeah totally yeah because I think all we're trying to I think years of improv training all it does is make someone the most genuine self on stage essentially mm-hmm. right I think so and then um, hopefully yeah <laughs> and it's it, it's interesting because then it goes to the thing of what type of people are attracted by this uh-huh. and it kind of limits us a little bit um or the art form in general, which I think is being shaken up, which I like. Yeah. Um, but it, it is interesting. All we're doing is learning how to deprogram uh, all our defenses, uh-huh. right, as we yeah, move on. I think so. And then we're back to not having defenses again. Uh, we're back to when we were four or something yeah. like that. Uh-huh. We, we didn't know. We didn't have any defense mechanisms or, or whatever they were. And I always liken a great improv set to, like, peeking into something I wasn't supposed to be looking at. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. which I think feels which which connects to the vulnerability, like showing your vulnerability on stage. Yeah, which I think is the same of watching a great movie too. Is I feel like uh, every scene I'm watching is something that I was a fly on the wall of, and I should not have been there. You know, mm-hmm. I think a great improv set I think is similar. Yeah, yeah, I think, and I think that's why, like, you know, you, that's that's a funny phrase. I like that, like, you know, something you're not supposed to be watching, or like some like secret moment, and it's 
And that's why, like, you know, you know, like that grounded reality is, like, so important because, you know, it's hard to feel like you're watching something secret when everyone's shouting an improv voice, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's funny. It's something I have to tell, you know, like, students, like, hey, like, talk like people, you know? Because I think when we get, you know, like, when we get on stage, like, we talk like this when we're talking around peers, but then you walk four feet onto stage and all of a sudden everyone talks like this totally and you know it's like this presentational like you know, yeah. I don't know like look at me you know care about me yeah. performance voice it, it, Perform. it's almost like a yeah. don't look at me it's almost like they want people to like look away from yeah. them because they're really using that as a block like mm-hmm. I don't want you to see me as like a person or a vulnerable thing I'm mm-hmm. going to be this performative thing it's, yeah. it's a show yeah, yeah it's right a now showtime show. right yeah. I'm and not actually being time. me so don't worry mm-hmm. about it I'm yeah being a performance right yeah get yeah. in on the joke um <laughs> yeah, and then and and it's so hard when that when you've got that kind of like gloss over everything to like ever have anything that's like genuine or true or real, you know. Um, so uh, if you're such a huge fan of, uh, well, I'm, I don't want to put words in your mouth. If sure, you sure, really sure. dig base reality, uh-huh. uh, what do you think about base realities that are a little bit? I mean, not crazy town, obviously, uh-huh. but like a little bit absurdist. Like it's a base, like a, a play, like uh, Waiting for Godot. Sure, where it's consistent, but it's absurdist. Uh, I, I love it. Like, you know, and like, I, you know, you know, I say I love base reality and like, you know, acting realistic and honest and true. And then you could, you know, cart out, you know, a thousand different scenes I've done and like loved that have been, you know, well, Dr. Dickfinger's here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Now I'm an obstetrician in the second beat. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Um, you know, and it's, it's all kinds. Uh, but I think, yeah, like, I think that's great. Like, I love, you know, absurd, and I love creating own worlds that have their own rules. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's more like keeping, like, a, an honesty, maybe, than, okay. like, than, like, a reality. Like, I need to see human beings acting like human beings, um, reacting to things, um, yeah, you know, so like, maybe like Doctor Dickfinger's wife leaves him. Yeah, and then he gets real sad. <laughs> you know? That justifies everything. Yeah, and then just, and Karen just isn't coming back. You know, um, and there's Amish Doctor Dickfinger who has mm-hmm. six dicks on one hand. The <laughs> <laughs> side blow it up. Yeah. <laughs> that was, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I think like. So uh, it's funny. Yeah, base reality. That's that's a that's a fun catch because it's like. Um, you can play a scene where, like, there are vampires in the mm-hmm. scene. And in real life, vampires are incredibly unusual because they don't oh, yeah. really exist, maybe, mm-hmm. probably. <laughs> and uh, But we can live in a world where vampires totally exist. Mm-hmm. And then we can just relax. The audience isn't going to be like, wait a minute, those are vampires. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Vampires is something we've all accepted in mm-hmm. sort of uh, literature and, mm-hmm. and media and so forth. Where we're allowed to be two vampires. Mm-hmm. And as two vampires, one of the vampires' wife just left them. Mm-hmm. They're really upset. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's the same base reality as two regular Joes in an mm-hmm. office talking about one's wife leaving them. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, and it, you know, part of it just comes down to like if we, you know, where are you, where are you going to put your line? Like, where are you going to make your stand? Like, are we going to make our stand at that vampires exist and that's where we're freaking out? Like, yeah, sure, we could. That could be fun. Or maybe we're just like okay with vampires. You know, like. If we, if we, you know, like, make every small thing the unusual thing of a scene um, with our second line, you know, of this world, you know, then, like, you know, it gets small. It gets, it gets tiny, and we can't ever grow and fly and, you know, make larger, <laughs> discover larger things because we've made some arbitrary line in the sand early. 
So saying yes to just slightly and just anything that's out of the ordinary, saying yes to it together, almost just rips makes the world much bigger to play in. It's just expanding so. the world you can play in. Right? I think so. At least when you're talking organically, like if you're right. pulling from like a premise and like someone comes out with something weird, yeah, like you probably want to like react to that. Like, oh, that's oh, what? Dick fingers? What? No, I don't want that. Um, you know, because we, you know, because we've done all the yes and thing. I and love all that you work. perform in your natural voice. It's yeah. so refreshing. Yeah. That's finally, yeah. This, this, this is that your performance voice? voice? Much yeah. higher pitch, smaller. Yeah, that's yeah. what I sound like when I'm not putting on my my stage. Your intelligent improv conversation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is how I talk. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't think it'd be appropriate for the podcast. Yeah, we asked. We sent you the email to bring your fake voice. Yeah. Well. Okay. <laughs> and so, yes. Uh, so, uh, making things unusual with the second line, mm-hmm. um, that might be like uh, out of fear. If we can go mm-hmm. back to that, mm-hmm. because like, oh fuck, we need to have something zazz up this mm-hmm. scene. So it's like, you know. Um, I guess the first line would be like, oh, bowl the strike. Mm-hmm. And someone would make it unusual by being like, oh, my God, you all those pins were fetuses dicks, or, or right. dicks yeah, or yeah, yeah. Yeah. whatever. And then mm-hmm. we make that unusual, right? Right. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, uh, yeah. And I'm a, now a rich billionaire who has dick pins mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, like, that, you know, and, like, that is a style. Like, you know, like, you know, like, I think hot. God, hot sauce used to do that. Like they would just love fucking with each other, and that's fun like, as with fuck. The first line. Oh, that's it's so fun. Really it's so great. Great, but I probably couldn't see more than two minutes of that scene. Maybe. Yeah, it gets. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's yeah, hard to keep that momentum. Did, right? the yeah, scenes were never <laughs> longer like than ninety seconds. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And half of the shows was them shouting at each other from the audience. <laughs> uh, man, I remember watching those guys when I was like a student. I was in one hundred and one, like summer two thousand. God, summer two thousand six, I guess. Oh wow! And, World yeah. Cup. Yeah, right. Germany, you know, yeah, it was a good summer. It was yeah. a good summer you're to be in New York. Soccer dude too. Uh, oh, I was that summer. You know, because nice. I was an intern in New York, and like oh, you right. know, people. If you were watching soccer, you could like sneak off to the break room and or like the oh, conference nice. room and watch soccer. Oh, nice. So like, yeah. Yeah, I became very into soccer. That's right. um, but you a cool, know, cool, cool job. I know it was a good gig. You know, like we were saving the world, one uh, you know microtransaction at a time, and then also watching soccer. So nice. Um, uh, but yeah, like you know, that summer they would they were doing a lot of things, and I remember thinking, man. Those are the cool kids. Mm, Look yeah. at them. Oh, the cool kids of improv. <laughs> uh, and, you know, like, I love that stuff, too. Like, you know, the, don't get me wrong. Like, when done, it's amazing and spectacular. And, like, you know, like, it's it's great. But I think if you're talking, like, you know, n- like, nourishing, like, you know, something that's going to be larger than just uh, amazing, like, funniness, like, then then you probably got to reel it back, like, a half step. Yeah. And, like, really. Uh, to make it not as disposable. Yeah. Necessarily. Maybe. Yeah. And real quick for contextual purposes, the hot sauce that was a three prof mm-hmm. team back in the day. Mm-hmm. Ben Schwartz, Gillisari, Adam Pally, right? Mm-hmm. Those yep. are three. Yep. And they're known for being like super fast. Like super lightning fast. fast. Oh yeah. Just like the fact I heard on other podcasts that like the fact he was kind of getting upset at them because the students were always like loving them. Mm-hmm. But they weren't necessarily doing good like nope. improv core imp- like improv techniques and core nope. improv stuff. They're just being <laughs> maybe as shall I say, incredibly clever. So, yeah, yeah, I think they were incredibly clever and very funny and great performers <laughs> and so good. And like they were very good at improv as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, there's definitely a premium on, like, let's just be as funny as possible. And, like, you know, like, if you can do that, like, no one's going to stop you. Like, that's right, great. That's like, go do it. You know, like, awesome. Uh, you know, like, that's Besser's line. Like, hey, man, if you can write joke, like, stand-up jokes on your feet, do, like, do it. Like, yeah. that's great. <laughs> like, good for you. The 99.999% of people who do this who can't probably need to like do some work um you know <laughs> right. and you should probably assume you're part of that like larger group that yeah. like 
yeah, go a ahead. very special person. Definitely. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, not me, but yeah, everyone else. Yeah, everyone. Totally, yeah, 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 yeah. No. Um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, really cool, really cool. Uh, on that, is it too early? You want to improvise for a little bit? Yeah, let's do it up. Sure, great. Yeah. Let's do it, yeah. Uh, yeah, we usually just do, or we try to pattern game once. Uh-huh. And uh, usually just go organic. How do you? This leads to this question: Do you go back and forth between playing organic and premise? How do you? How do you find yourself playing? Usually? Oh boy, um, I'm a I'm a big old robot, and so like nice. I really do love um, like a premise and like man, have an idea of like a fun idea and behavior and get it out in your first line and execute like a scene like beautifully. Cool. Um, I think. That's just the bee's knees. Do <laughs> um, you want to do that? Let's do premise today. Okay, yeah. We usually, sure. we do mainly our oh, game. Sure, Let's do great. premise. No, great. We did pattern game once. I'm trying. To, what with opening? Beth, uh, we did pattern game with Beth Appel. Do you um, play no. pattern game real quick? Do you like? Is that something that you like? Mm-hmm. I can do a pattern game. Yeah, I like pattern. And we do like uh, for Namaste. We do like a um, premise keepers oh. form, which a premise keepers is like. Um, it's like a very quick pattern game. Like you just right. start a pattern game. And the second, like, the idea for a premise pops up, like, maybe three or four lines, you just jump right into that scene. And then when the scene is over, you jump back to the, like, line. And so it's kind of like a broken-up pattern game with none totally. of the waiting. That sounds cool. Do you, should we try that a little bit? Is oh. that going to be a little too difficult? I've, I've done it a few times. Oh, we can do a pattern game. That's fine, too. Oh, well, yeah. I want to just do a pattern yeah, game do a pattern couple game. Yeah. scenes. Great. That would be great. Uh, cool. And do you have any personal opinions? I read a really long thread today on pattern game. Hmm. <laughs> really long thread. Uh, so, I mean, everybody plays it differently. I'm uh-huh. a big fan of just uh, throwing out words and then finding cool mixtures and maybe riffing on something for maybe two times or three uh-huh. times and then just kind of moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's I Keep think it that's cash. good. I never understood why people were so... Rigid on how it should be played. There's yeah. a million different ways to do a pattern game. I mean, if you read the Truth and Comedy book, the pattern game is unrecognizable to me. Yeah. It's just an organic hodgepodge of word association, mm-hmm. which is fine. And I've also done that at UCB workshops, so that's how they preferred pattern game. It's like, you're just talking too much, too much premise. Yeah, just don't, don't label the, the thing. And yeah. then some people are like, oh, well, that funny thing, label it so we can use it later. And it's like, I don't know what anyone is <laughs> I like it as a writer's <laughs> pitch meeting. Yeah. This is like, mm-hmm. it's not a writer's pitch meeting. Right. I've heard both of those things. Mm-hmm. So I think it just goes into the type of team you want, right? You mm-hmm. yeah. choose what you want. Yeah, I kind of want to do premise keepers, if that's cool. I think that'd be... In and out? Yeah, I sure. think it'd be Great. very cool. Let's do it. Cool. Right on. All right, Love our it. suggestion for my suggestifier <sighs> you app I have on my phone. Out? I busted it out. Uh, An app that gives suggestions. Awesome. Is Horn. Horn, okay. Horn. 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 Um, Seder. Uh, Jewish uh, festivals. A Seder at Seder. <laughs> uh, really witty rabbi. Um, uh, I'd never been to a bar mitzvah ever that I didn't work at. I, uh, uh, my, uh, good friend of mine was, was Jewish growing up and he invited the entire class to his bar mitzvah, but me, I was the only one in our entire seventh grade who wasn't invited. I still don't know why. Hey, Tom, how's it going? Are you going to come to my bar mitzvah on Dude, Saturday? I'm so excited, Stephen. Great. Oh, I'm so excited you're going to be there. Gonna... Everyone's going to be there. Oh, the bar mitzvah is this Saturday? Oh, hey, Tucker. Hey. Hi, Tucker. I was, I was, yeah. Oh, you, you, your bar mitzvah is this Saturday? Oh, that's cool, man. That's the 13, huh? You're going to become a man. 
Uh, I heard you got a DJ for yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, it's gonna be. I'm gonna awesome. try to dance with Cynthia. Oh, Cynthia's gonna be there too. Oh, she's awesome. she. Have you seen how good she's looking lately? Dude, I'd likely I... try to dance with Tiffany. <laughs> you know, Tiffany is like the one, the girl I've been into, right, guys. You know, hey, uh, I never did. I miss the invite. Was it an evite? And it went to my spam. Tucker, was... you weren't invited. What? Tucker, you weren't invited because I consulted with a mystic. And he said you were going to get into hijinks in my bar mitzvah. Oh, my God. That's... I, I, I should think... That, that's happened before, and I'm trying to live away from that. I mm-hmm. do get into hijinks at mm-hmm. various festivities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds like the mystic was right. <laughs> well, right? fuck, man. That's not the first so one. I think the best thing is that we've got A-Rod. He's coming to the bar mitzvah. A-Rod's coming. A-Rod is coming to my bar mitzvah. Oh, my God. God, I want to get his autograph. Great, he's gonna be there, and he's gonna and he's gonna do pitching practice, <gasps> and he's gonna do batting practice. It's gonna be the best, dude. That's so cool. I know. I'll I leave know. my so fake. Awesome. I, I'll leave my fake peanut butter at home, man. You're a good friend of mine, Tucker. Yeah, yeah. Tucker. The last time we went to a birthday party together, yeah, Taraj. <laughs> the last time we went to a birthday party together, you replaced all of the presents with poop. <laughs> yeah, you, your poop, man. You and me both. Some of that was your poop, you Tucker. Remember, that's not I, that's, Taraj. You were part of that prank. Do you remember I, that? I know, Tucker, but that's creepy. You don't prank a pranker. I wasn't trying to prank you. I just have weird instincts where I have to bring prank materials with me to festivities. Man, it's a problem I'm trying to work out with my therapist. Well, work it out at someone else's bar mitzvah. That A Rod's not going to be in. Taraj, why are you doing this to me? Why are you stabbing me right in the heart, man? You're like one of my best friends. All I've ever wanted to do was go to your bar mitzvah. So Christina Aguilera is going to be there. No, <laughs> I know. Wait, and she's just gonna she's gonna let us just like, just like watch her dance. Oh, and sing. That's awesome. Isn't that amazing? Oh my god, I love Christina Aguilera. I know, dude. She's seriously my favorite recording artist. I, I know, my I... favorite recording artist ever. <laughs> so good, I, Christina. I like Christina Aguilera a lot. Remember when you and me went to the Christina Aguilera concert last year? And Tucker, then for a prank, I pooped in a box and I gave it to her, and her security beat the shit out of me. Remember that? Tucker, I was covered in blood. You were you were you were with me in the hospital all night. I know, Tucker. That's not a prank. That's... A poop in a box is not a prank. That's, That's why my just... jaw keeps clicking still. I Tucker. still can't get that click out. Tucker. <laughs> um, uh, uh, regifting birthday presents. <laughs> uh, oh, um, trying to yeah, trying to return a birthday present. Uh, but they don't accept the return. So you have that birthday present as a reminder of something you don't like. Right. Uh, omens. Movie movie sequels. Lots of movie sequels. The movie sequel to The Sixth Sense called The Seventh Sense. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so we got your treatment for The Seventh Sense. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, we got it. We loved it. We read it over. We, we, Re- we really thank you guys so much it. for reading that. It. No, it was really. We didn't know it could be done. We didn't know it could be done. It's you know I'm not gonna lie. I was against it. Really, but now I'm totally for it. <laughs> I used to be for it, and I'm still for it. Yeah, and that's why we're great partners. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. We yep. thought to ourselves, six cents. Hold up, wait a minute. That's one cents too uh-huh. many. Yeah. So you could see dead people. Yeah. What do you guys like think about the uh, twist ending? Oh my god! Like that he's the only one that can eat that many hamburgers. 
<laughs> no Ooh. one else can eat that many. Uh, I was so impressed by your twist, I fired my secretary at the moment I bashed. Uh-huh, yeah, I, I punched the guy standing next to you know, yeah. and when you're when you're the Weinstein's, you can do that. Yeah, you oh. know? it doesn't matter. Michael Richards got his face punched in that day. <laughs> I yeah. tell you, yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. coming back. He's not coming he's back, not coming back no. at all. Cool. Well, I'm very excited to put this into production, Great. and I can't wait to see how it turns out. I really can't too. You guys are gonna do homage to it. You're gonna pay true homage to it, right? We're gonna put oh, as gonna many Amish it. people in there as you okay, want. Okay, cool, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. It, uh, that's a huge part of it. Haley Joel Osment's already agreed to write. I did not write it. He wrote it. Mm-hmm. He's already agreed to star and direct in it. Yeah. So you can. You don't have to refer to me in third person. I'm right here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be in it. Okay, Haley Joel. We got the opening weekend results back. Great. I'm so excited. Do you guys sense. like my uh, my new shades? I figure since I'm a big writer, producer, actor now. I... Haley, you're garbage. You're a garbage man. You don't deserve a middle name, Haley Osmond. The fuck out of oh, Haley Osmond. Haley Osmond. You know, I knew we should have sprung for Haley Joel Osment. But we got just We a, thought Haley J. Osmond was it. The, the lamest of the Osmond, bro. Osmond family. Well, yeah, you're the second nephew. Oh. Man, where's Donnie? Where's Marie? Just fucking Haley Joel. Your movie made $3. Made $3? <laughs> Someone got pissed off. We had to give him a 75% refund. Wait, but that's great. Ticket. It made its money back in $3 profit, right? No. no. Net. It made, gross. It made three dollars. Gross, gross. three dollars. Three dollars. <laughs> it net negative seven hundred and three million dollars. We spent so much money. <laughs> the budget was exactly seven hundred six million dollars, man. Jesus so Christ. someone bought half a movie ticket. Yeah, that means also that means that the three of us, none of us, or at most one of the three of us saw this movie. I didn't see it. I didn't see. It. I, I saw didn't the know daily. What? I, I like just thought it'd be yeah. weird if I was at my own movie. I didn't see it either. I see the dailies every day. I'm bored. Well, if, you know? if you didn't see it, you didn't see it. I didn't see it. Who saw it? Who cool. went and saw it? Cut to a movie theater. <laughs> Welcome to Harkins. <laughs> How can I help you? Hey, I'm Christina Aguilera. I'm here to watch. Uh, I'm here to watch the Seven Cents. I'm a huge fan. Okay, that's six dollars. Uh, I only have three dollars. Is that okay? <laughs> Seven dollars. You just said it was six dollars a second ago. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just. Uh, Can I talk to your manager? I'm Christina fucking Alligator. Fucking um, Aguilera. Hello, hi, manager here. Sorry, Rick. Sorry to have you get you called. Darren, up. go clean the popcorn. Thank you. Go clean the popcorn. <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah. That popcorn's disgusting. He's just putting soap on popcorn. That's disgusting. You have to keep him busy. Idle hands, Christina. Yeah. Please, Miss Aguilera. You don't know me. Well. You're in my world now, Christina. Oh. We were, at, we were at the Javits Center. I'll call you whatever you want me to call you. This is the Harkins Theater at the Javits Center? Yeah. Listen, I've got $3 on me, and I'm jonesing for some seven cents right now. Okay. I've got to check out this movie premiere. Okay. How about this? How about you give me those $3? And then you take a long walk. Long, a long walk. <laughs> a long walk off a short fucking beer. I'll do both of those things. Okay. It's like a long laugh and a long walk. I want the next song you sing to be dedicated to me. Also. What's, what's your, just the manager at the Javits Centers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's it. And then you can get in this movie for $3. <laughs> Deal. Great. Um, I, when I, uh, watching movies with your dad. Ooh, I watched Brokeback Mountain with my dad. Oh, um. Watching really inappropriate stuff uh, with your parents. 
or not, that's not, I shouldn't say inappropriate stuff. Watching stuff that you would be fine with watching without your parents, but while watching with your parents, it feels, it makes you feel very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. My mom would make me cover my eyes and ears while watching inappropriate things mm-hmm. in a movie. Not leave, but like just cover them. Yeah. My mom tried, she walked in on me watching American Pie because I was watching the next day. My sisters rented the video. Mm-hmm. And it was towards the end. It's like, well, it's just finishing up. They sort of all got what they wanted. I'm just going to eject the tape and take it back to the video store. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I never saw the ending of American Pie until recently. Mm-hmm. And there's like the whole fifth, they're all having sex in the last 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I never saw it. Really comes together at the end. <laughs> uh, uh, modern comedy f- uh, empires. Um, get like the Apatow gang, mm-hmm. the Sandler gang, all the different mm-hmm. ho- different uh, movie gangs. Uh-huh. Hey, Apatow. What up, Sandler? Yo. Yo. Oh! <laughs> Favorite classic Sandler. Cla- <laughs> classic Sandler. Remember when you and me were roommates back in the day? And you used to do that. Yeah. But you know uh, the problem is that we ain't roommates anymore. No, no, Sandler, you and me ain't no roommates no more. This town ain't big enough for two competing comedy gangs. Well, 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 look who we got here. It's me, Vince Vaughn, and Owen Wilson. (laughs) No one cares. Oko. You you work for me. (laughs) Yeah, aren't you you with him? Oh, fuck uh, back in the van. uh, Sorry, Owen. (laughs) Go do like an action movie or something. My My name is Judd, asshole. Get the fuck out of here! All right. I don't know why I just randomly said that. All right. What's it gonna be? We gonna have we gonna have a movie off? Uh, you know I'd win. What are you gonna do? Grown Ups Three or some shit? Shut up! You shut up! <laughs> I got I, I you, you're offended because that's true. It struck a nerve because that's true, right? You're right. It struck a nerve. I'm sorry that my movies make money and aren't masturbatory, self-indulgent, <laughs> four-hour think pieces. Did you see? This is the end. I did. It was a beautiful meta piece of where we all pretended to be ourselves. Hey, guys, it's me, Christopher Guest. (laughs) There you go. Now that's a gay. (laughs) Christopher Guest. Me and Eugene Levy are going to bring the pound on you suckers. How are are your writer sessions going? Oh, not writing any of your movies, Christopher Guest? Oh, burn. Burn. Uh, Most of the time it's been editing, I'll have you know. (laughs) Got like 40 hours of footage trying to cut it to 90 minutes. Much more ridiculous. What what do, you, what do you guys got to say? You guys are going to do some superficial comedy piece that appeals to the masses? Yeah. I'm sorry. I can't hear any of you for over the horn from my yacht. Oh, my God. It's uh, Mel Brooks. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. You're my idol, man. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Oi. Huh. You gonna do another fucking Broadway musical? Yeah, Mel, you're going back to the screen. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just turn I'll just turn one of my old shits into a new shit, and uh, you all pay me twice for it, huh? Oh, I can't wait to see high anxiety on stage. <laughs> it's about time, huh? Yeah. Wow. Said hey. by no one. <laughs> Am hey. I right, Christopher Guest? Yeah, you're correct. <laughs> Inaccurate histories. <laughs> <laughs> History is written by the winners. Yeah, uh, history is a set of lies agreed upon, a quote by Napoleon Bonaparte. Translate in English, probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Probably, yeah. <laughs> probably translate. Uh, I, being being uh, the people who 
have to write that first history book. Oh, yeah, really th- hope they don't fuck it up. Th- Thucydides, mm-hmm. right? No. Oh, yeah, I guess so, right? Nice. That was good. What, Thucydides? Thucydides with a titch. It's some Greek dude. Just right. stuff down. Oh, okay. Um, Thucydides. Hi. Hello. Welcome we... to my incense and bookshop. It's amazing. I wanted both of those things, and they were never in the same place. Well, but I don't have the best prices. Yeah. But I have the convenience shopping in the same place that's great and Thucydides like your books your okay you know books whatever but your incense wow mm-hmm. wow the, the thing you're gonna be remembered for above all yeah your incense like, is an emotion that we can smell it's like an emotion you, I can smell I know you're really proud of those book things but like um, those books were kind of a big deal I just you <laughs> well you wrote all of them it's kind of insular to me I figure when I go to a bookstore like various authors different people writing different books yeah. you know but incense makes Great. my dick hard. Makes my dick hard as well. Oh, I'm glad to hear about it. This is an extremely important book. It's the history of Greece as oh, we know it. Okay, cool. So There's been nothing like this ever uh, before. But I remember Greece. I remember where yeah. I was. You guys remember No, it, I right? know, but like it's just like you kind of – like I know what's in that book. Yeah. You know, I, like I lived it. You didn't make anything up. Okay. You just kind of – stole kind of you kind of okay. stole a bunch of stuff and put it into a book and put your name on it it's actually kind of selfish I'm probably in that book aren't I there's probably stuff I've done just in well, that book this encounter will make it into the next edition I'm... oh see okay. I'm not impressed <sighs> well listen listen. my book has not been selling really well uh, the incense yeah. is because no, everybody remembers what happens yeah because it's recent it's very recent yeah, history yeah. I just wrote it down trying to be famous for later and it's just not it's like writing a yearbook, but you only have one year to pull from. What's a yearbook? It's, it's your book that you wrote. It's essentially just a yearbook. Mm-hmm. I'm coining that term. Great. I like the sound of it. Yeah. It sounds like a book I'd want to buy. Every year, one book. I have my, uh, no, I'm not going to buy your history book, but I'll, I might buy one of these yearbooks. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I mean, your books, it's so boring. It's just stuff that happened. Like, I, I, there are no gods. There's no, like, you know my favorite book? Uh, that book about the... Uh, Zeus, Zeus tales. Zeus tales. Zeus tales. Zeus tales. I love that book. It's such a good book. So and much Zeus adventure. is always like zapping stuff yeah. and like sex and ladies. Oh yeah, and like yeah. it's awesome. That, yeah. That's happening in my book too. That you know? book makes my dick hard. Specifically, Zeus tales and not not your book. your histories. Like I read your book and it's like. Um, Felonius got up in the morning and he uh, threw a disc. And I'm like, I know that disc hit me. It was like a bad day for me, and you reminded me of my bad day. Okay, well, because want some grape incense? I have grape, and I have yellow. Yellow? Yeah. I'll. Okay. Yes, I do because okay. I love your incense. Okay, I love you. both of and the I'll flavors. And I'll buy a copy of your book. Yay! If stop moping Yay! around. Yay! Oh, awesome. Perfect. It's embarrassing. I only have. I'll also buy a copy of your book. Thank you. I only have three dollars though. Will you go on a long word with me? <laughs> I'll go. Sure. Will you fucking write about it? Maybe. <laughs> cool oh that was so much fun thank cool. you so much blast. for doing that no thank you my and thank you for doing the heavy list lifting <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. great fun <laughs> yeah oh that was that was definitely out of my comfort zone but i enjoyed it cool well yeah. you looked really comfortable yeah you look comfortable you look great to be comfortable yeah no come on 
How are you? How, Brad, how do you feel on that? Great. Um, really good. Uh, I really like that form. That's, it's fun, right? It is great because you can have fun with the pattern game. And when you have fun, I, I learned pattern game before where it's like, oh, a funny idea. Let me have three examples and play it out a little bit, mm-hmm. which is great. But just we're going to do a scene about it anyways. Yeah, let's, let's just go do it. Yeah. It's fucking rock and roll. It is. And like I think, you know, like you can even do it faster than we did. Like I think we were, you know, like just kind of like. You know, taking our time, figuring out, you know, whatever. Totally. Um, but, like, you know, like, when you see, like, you know, it's, like, it was one of Besser's things he was really harping on for a while. And, like, when you do it, like, there, or when you have to do it, like, in front of, like, an audience, like, at one of those, like, DCM workshops or whatever. Like, you know, it's, like, sentence, 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 boom, go. Um, you know, and lets you kind of get out of your own way a little bit. Yeah, it does. You know, like, you don't, there's no second guessing, like, what does this person think is funny? Like, what are they going for? It's like, well, you know exactly as much. It was the last idea. <laughs> probably the last yeah. words that we said. And they don't probably didn't have time to think up anything, like, go three degrees away in their head. Right, don't think. You know, yeah, just don't think, yeah. Mm-hmm. You also don't have to remember it, which is great. Yeah, you know, yeah, a, which is great. Yeah, because that's definitely a muscle that needs to be developed over time, I think. Mm-hmm. And with uh, I saw you do the premise keepers, the Will Hines one. Mm-hmm. You were in that class, right? That was like uh, a couple of years I ago. I was not in the class, but I did do it with like him and Ari and like Sean Diston a oh, couple wow. times. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Um, which was really really fun. Yeah, yeah. I uh, which he then later did as a machine. It's a similar, yeah, and then there was yeah thing. there was and there was like a class immediately great. I think that he did right. Yeah, like which was really which was really fun. Or did, Kevin Hines did that one. Will I? Th- I think Will did that. Will did two. He he put oh, up right. two advanced studies in like like in, in a week advance notice. And one was the premise keepers, and one was the um, Philip K. Dick improv, which I right. did for like a year and a half. Oh yeah, was so that fun. was that was killer stuff. Oh, that was so fun. Um, and that's like very much like uh, what we we're talking about, like just letting. It was so freeing, like, just letting the weird thing be, you know, and, like, you know, like, sure, in this world, you know, like, in this, you know, Philip K. Dick, it's it's science fiction improv, and so you can't just be like, well, I've got a pill that, you know, that, like, uh, turns your brain into the brain of, like, an alien, and you switch brains with somebody. Like, you can't just be like, what? That pill? That's weird. Why was that (laughs) pill made? It's like, you'll never get anywhere, and so you just kind of have to take these things at face value and just, like, play them, like, you Mm -hmm. know, treat them like toys and play with your toys and show everyone what fun things you can do with these toys. Nice. Yeah. So it goes to, like, the, the two vampires. Mm-hmm. They're not unusual. They're just in the world. Yeah. So you have this whole uh, Philip K. Dick universe to live in. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I've seen, I saw a few of those shows. You guys flying around as robots. It was oh, not yeah. called out. It was just part of the world. And the robots just fly, you know, and, like, uh, <laughs> you know, you just get to have fun with it. You yeah. Know? And that's nice if you're coming from a place where you really are a solid player with base reality. Mm-hmm. So then you can, you know, really have fun and you're not just throwing it around just because yeah you're not throwing around silly things just to be silly you're like you know it's in genre and like you're 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 giving gifts and adding toys to a to a world to play with there you go speaking of worlds Mm -hmm. uh we just did a fun little set Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh i know i know for me i was with premise keepers do you eventually try to connect things a little bit do you leave that be you Mm. know kind of force the connection if you're doing like a strict premise keepers show i don't think think so i don't think necessarily because you're just going so fast uh that like you're just trying to like execute go 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 boom um but like i think in any kind of like modified form like you can you can change it like i like like when we we had them even just in that little set like oh like that's fun yeah like you know it does kind of create like a world and something we're noticing about when we do it on namaste is that because you know you do it and then the kind of inspiration for the next, like, little thing is, like, kind of the last bit of the scene, Mm -hmm. that all the scenes are, like, a little closer than they might be, and so it does, it is pretty helpful in, like, creating, like, a pretty 
cogent like world. Yeah, it does. There's a little bit of a lingering between mm-hmm. each scene. That kind yeah, of and so they're kind of stitched over. together a little, like delicately already. I imagine it also comes the forms built that way a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. I know we were in like movie world for a bit, mm-hmm. and me, I was consciously kind of trying to get out of that. Mm-hmm. But when you're doing listening and responding and just passing it around, you can't. You just got to respond to the yeah. last thing you heard, right? You mean right? movie yeah. world, like the well, success? Well, so. yeah, we. I think we had two sets of premise or so related to uh-huh. the, we had the, we had the whole Sixth Sense scene right. then we had the different movie, movie producer games, gang yeah. scenes uh-huh. got it and then um, then there was Christina Aguilera going to the movie theater yeah <laughs> yeah it was something like that like it was just it was, we there was a little uh-huh. subcategory we hung out in for a uh-huh. bit uh, do you guys do you find yourself like is that uh, I guess going back to what well, I guess what you just mentioned, but like, uh, do you as a team, do you guys find yourself like start? You guys are in like subcategories. You guys playing? You guys sometimes like you know, and this is something we're noticing uh, pretty free, you know recently because we we've only been doing it for like maybe a month or so. Uh, but you know, like like uh, you know, our show on Tuesday, like uh, you know, our suggestion was zombies, and so our first scene was uh, about a guy who summons zombies, but his friends are more interested in in the season premiere of the walking dead right <laughs> um and then the next scene is about like these kind of like cheerleaders who are zombies but it's also kind of tv because like the the coach is like coach um coach taylor is his name you know like from friday night lights and then the third scene is um oh no oh no <laughs> the big point's blown um but you know the third scene was also a kind of about um, like zombies, and it was also in kind of a TV thing, and so it just kind of like very naturally, you know, you're creating these patterns through like yeah. and through lines. Um, I really dig that though. I mean, yeah, the, it's more the connections, I guess, are more exciting if the first beats are all disparate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I reading a lot about heralds, it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna suss apart a theme or an mm-hmm. idea for the audience. The herald is the tool to do that. I don't really see that as much. So when I do notice a theme in a herald, I get really stoked. Mm-hmm. I think it's really hard and cool, though. Yeah, it is. Because, you know, because, like, theme is, like, you know, the theme is, like, the cherry on top, you know, like, of a Sunday. Like, you have to have, like, your 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 scene work done. You have to have your listening done. You have to have your, like, structure done. You have to have your teamwork done. Like, you have to have all of these things in place before you can start, like, grappling with larger show-wide themes that, like, contradict game and, like, <laughs> like that kind of undermine good scene work in some ways because right. you have to, you're coming at it from a different angle not just trying to do, like, a funny scene. And it's just, like, you know, you've got to have all that other stuff in place. And, like, it's, and it's sexy, too. Like, it's a seductive thing. And, like, you know, you'll see groups who can't do a scene right be like, we want to work on, like, you know, like, uh, crazy organic transitions and, like, all, you know, <laughs> right. all, like, the fun stuff. You know, then the yeah. stuff that makes people excited to, like, watch this stuff. Um, but it's like, well, you know, you need to – it's kind of that thing. Like, let's not practice our, you know, windmill slam dunks. Let's practice our dribbling. Let's practice our, you know. Because then you want ice cream and all you have is a bowl full of uh, maraschino cherries. What are those called? Marish- yeah, maraschino. I think. Maraschino, maraschino cherries? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no one wants to see that. Yeah, no, and that's just just cherries. Come on, <laughs> kill you. Those things have so many calories. Yeah, regular what? cherries, sure, but Did not the really? fake maraschino cherries. Maraschino cherries are like insane. They're full of sugar. They're, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, they're, ju- it's like a sugar, sugary, yeah. you know, fruit, just, just pretty much just encased sugar. Oh, we should look it up. Eating uh, one it's, by itself um, is not a pleasant experience. Like yeah. it's okay, but it's built to be with cream and yeah. ice cream. It's like a weird. A real cherry, on the other hand, is delicious. Delicious, and you can be eaten at any time. Uh, so I have a quick question yeah. about the set. Um, in the very last scene, I was actually a little bit 
like, because I wanted to, I was a little bit, like, on the fence on where I needed to stand. And so I guess since I stayed kind of liquid, it it didn't have, I didn't really offer a wall to bounce off of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, where where in your mind do you think that, I mean, this is, of course, an opinion, but where do you sure. think that could have gone? Or what choices do you think could have been made? Uh, in terms of, like, uh, like the, the Thucydides, the mm-hmm. historian? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think, uh, you know, like, the, there's, you know, an... I think once you get past a certain point, you can have, like, as many unusual things in a scene as you want, right? Sure. And, like, anything can be the any, you know, the any any paths you want. Um, and so, like, maybe maybe we just, like, unpack some of, like, that stuff. You know, like, why did he decide that incense was, you know, going to be the biggest biggest selling thing? Like, what, what about these, his- like, you know, I don't know if we actually decided, like, were your histories boring? Maybe... I think, we, you know, we kind of, it seemed like we, you know, just didn't get the idea of what a history was because it was the first history. Yeah, right. And so, you know, like, maybe there's something to be, like, you know, to, like, standing your ground and, like, why this is valuable. Like, you know, like, history will justify, like, get in on the ground floor. Like, yeah. this is an important thing I'm doing. Yeah, but your incense smells really good <laughs> you, know, like, you know, like, whatever. Like, you know, like, yeah. this guy wrote this thing for a reason and, like, he's, you know. <laughs> Um, when, why, why is that? And so what is, it look, sounds like exploring is what. You're yeah, saying. I think so. Like okay. explore what's already there, and like you know, justifications lead to other justifications. Right so. after the fact, I'm excited by the idea of us being excited by prehistory because there's a whole thing of history versus prehistory. Right. Mm-hmm. So from the ground floor of history, what's before that? It's prehistory. Yeah, prehistory. Yeah. So maybe we're a couple of dudes that are just like, this isn't prehistory. This is a regular history. You know, yeah. This is brand new. It's just an alternate way of justifying that. Right. You know? Yeah. Sure. Like. Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought I, I had fun time in that scene. Yeah, I had fun time. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, also, going back uh, in the the first scene, the bar mitzvah, not invited to the bar mitzvah scene. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. After a couple of times, I kind of right away, I kind of got what it was supposed not yeah, what I was supposed to be doing. I kind of yeah. got what was the rhythm, what was going uh-huh. on. But then I think after a bit, I do this thing where I guess the shiny thing I like to explore, uh-huh. where maybe there was probably more effective. Game moves I could have been doing in that scene that maybe I missed upon. Because I was in my head about, like, oh, now what do I do? Sort of after the fact uh-huh. that I was – I learned that I wasn't invited. Mm-hmm. So it was something that needed to be said. So yep. it was. Yep. So then there I was sort of like uh, – I just, like, I made a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was in my head about, like, what what do I do? What choice do I do? Right. <laughs> you know what, what I mean? What's the next thing to do? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I, like, I think, yeah, I think we definitely figured it out in there. Um, you know, like, I don't, you know, and it's, uh, like, I was, I really liked the choice that, like, you know, that we took, like, the, the goofs thing, you know, because, like, uh, like I, what did I say? Like, a mystic told me you were going to, like, <laughs> right. ruin things. Really good. It's like, it's like, ah, well, yeah. I'm adding that to my <laughs> list. Yeah, right, a mystic one told Jewish me. Jewish mystic. Right, a Jewish mystic, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, maybe, right, <laughs> right, maybe that's not the strongest justification. You know what, though? So if we're not going to chase it, it right. might as well be a mystic. It might as well be your mom doesn't like Tucker right. or whatever. It might as well be anything. Mm-hmm. We're not going to yeah. chase it. Um, and then we, like, latched on. We're like, okay, yeah, like, um... <clears throat> like it's the prank thing, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, yeah, and I think it's I think it's just like you know we know it's that's the kind of scene where it's like we know it's coming and like you know maybe maybe we make it active you know like in a perfect world maybe you know that you're not coming to the bar mitzvah and like you know 
um, you know, you've gotten me a present or something. Oh, and so then approach we just, it immediately like, hey, you guys talking about that bar mitzvah on the weekend? Yeah, or, or yeah, or, or like we, you know, like in a perfect world, you know, we just hear about all these times, you know, like, and we narrowed in on like, you think that shit is a prank. Like, and it's like, no, we used, we were pranking together and you pranked me. That's not a prank. Shit is not a prank. It's right. gross. <laughs> um, and like, yeah, cool. Um, and then, you know, maybe in a perfect world, you know, like I any, mean, uh, we, you know, we see it happen in, in the scene, I guess. Uh, but you know, like I didn't give you a present that you had, you know, and it's like, you know, but if you're rewriting, that's always like the, that's always the thing. Like, you know, whenever you're talking about things that happened in the past or will happen in the future, making it happen in the moment is always. Yeah, just throw it in a flashback. Flash yeah, forward. Right. Yeah. Just uh, kick, <laughs> lost it up. Get it in there. And then yeah, when you came in the in the in the movie theater or the, in the movie makers comedy gang mm-hmm. scene, I thought you were coming as a new character with the horn on the boat. Oh, or whatever. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, He's but you were just being Adam yacht. Sandler. Oh, yeah, I was just oh, being Adam Sandler. Yeah, <laughs> it was my. I was excited to pimp for but another. Mel Close comedy. is great. That's another gang. I was I was like, what's another comedy gang? Yeah. Oh, Mel. Was, yep, that's good. Yep, that's yep. My head, yeah. yeah, I was like, who's another? Yeah, like are we gonna go like old timey? Like are we gonna go like? <laughs> Red skeleton here. And like, <laughs> oh, you know, like, nice. Uh, we didn't hit anybody for like old school SNL. Like uh, Mike Myers, I guess, doesn't really have a gang. Yeah. You know, as far as comedy, like modern comedy film gangs, I've actually thought about that. Mm-hmm. I think I've, uh, there are like about four groups, but for the life of me, I forgot half of them. Mm-hmm. The Sandler guys, the Apatow guys, Chris Guest was a good Guess call. Chris was a good one, yeah. Uh, but like contemporarily, the Ben Stiller. Ben he's Stiller, a whole thing. Yeah. yeah, I guess yeah. I guess he is. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys ever heard of a Ben Stiller Herald? Have you guys ever done one of those? No, before? what's that? It's it's really fascinating. Um, it's um, <clears throat> so you, you you know Ben Stiller. It's kind of you're, so it's a it's a world in which the crazy people are very well reasoned and rational, except for like their one thing, and the actual heightening and like right. crazing and like shouting comes from the beleaguered straight man. So like uh you know like movies like Meet mm. the Parents or like a lot like Meet the Parents where Ben's like everyone is crazy but they're just who they are and they're like fine with it and it's the person who's shouting and screaming is uh, Ben Stiller and like he he's the person and so the straight man is the person who like provides like the ah no what are you t-? you know like the, nice. in the scene because um, mm-hmm. you know because I think a lot of times people can conflate uh, being like the unusual person with like being manic or being right. like you know, zany and shouting. And, like, you know, they're often related, but they don't necessarily have to be, you know. And I think people think that, like, oh, because I have one word weird quirk, I'm a weird person. It's like, no, probably not. Like, you're probably a regular person who just has, like, one narrow Right, just turn that energy inward and Uh glow. Yeah, and glow. Glow on, baby. (laughs) I still still don't get that note. Yeah. Do I... You ever see a glow pet? (laughs) Unfortunately, yes. Okay. Glow sticks. Well, so like, uh, do they push the world to be unusual? They don't. They keep the world's pretty in a Ben Stiller in a Ben Stiller Herald. Uh, yeah, it's the world is normal. Well, everyone maybe. makes a world. That's the goal. <clears throat> yeah, one person. Like, yeah, has a problem with the world in the straight. Well, yeah, usually. So it usually starts with like one person, you know, straight man, crazy man in a scene, and then you know. Um, uh, and then, you know, the straight man keeps having problems with what's going on. And, the, and you know, the, the crazy person might, like, apologize and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I didn't mean to. But, like, they just keep doing their thing because that's who they are. And it's the straight man who's, like, losing their mind. And often, more often than not, like, the the world starts to conform to the crazy person's, you know, idea. You know, right. like, um, like you know, Ben Stiller, like, when he's like, why, I can't, why can't I say bomb in an airport? Bomb, bomb, right, bomb, right, right. bomb, bomb, bomb. And, you know, like, everyone's like, you can't do that. You know, um, and because, like, you know, the, the world is you know the world's crazy but he's the 
one rally. Nice. <laughs> who? Uh, how, how, where'd, you, where'd that? Oh like, uh, man, who taught me that? I one? know Ian Roberts is a huge fan of Ben Stiller. Oh really? Oh, oh, he cool. just mentioned that. Sure. He's like how he really likes Ben Stiller, and he mentioned that's why because he plays the great straight man. Yeah, in definitely. All of his comedy movies. Definitely, it's hard. Man, a good straight man is hard to find. Really? Like Aaron Jackson, you know, for all of his like you know crazy like loudness, and he's great at that. <laughs> he's like spectacular. But man, he's just one of the most fun straight men to watch. <laughs> Because he's always like, you know, he always decides to have fun. You know, he doesn't, it's not like a chore. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and like, it's not negative. He's not no. like, yeah, it's so awesome and yeah. open. It's like, what? That's weird. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Fine. Okay, come on. Let's just get back to work. And then, you know, like, you know, lets the fun keep happening. But still, like, gets to react and do some fun things. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Cool. Um, so we always do. Yeah, uh, I think that's about it. Um great. So I, I know it's kind of late, but mm-hmm. the, um, the Shannon Pot down the street kind of changed locations. We were actually thinking about going out. Yeah, it's a pretty cool bar. It used to be like a hole in the wall, but it's like in a larger mm-hmm. area. It used it's to be connected to PS1, but that yeah. got shut down. So. Okay. I know the bartender there will probably go get some drinks. You want to yeah, grab a beer or something? Um, well, it's been really, really good hanging out with you guys. Dude, thanks, it's been awesome. thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, it's been really, really cool. Really you want to continue? Yeah, I'm thinking maybe we could go just hang out. move this party. Let's yeah. move it to the Shannon. You located? Fuck yeah, dude! Gotta get a bucket of tecates. Yeah, it's like ten dollars. You get sounds seven really beers. sounds really fun for you awesome. guys. Yeah, well, okay. um, for us? Yeah, for I can't. I, I'm not gonna go. Oh, do you have work in the morning? Or yeah, you gotta, you gotta work in the morning. I guess no. Are you unemployed? No. Well, <laughs> all right. Uh, that's been Improv Noise. Uh, thank you very much to our wonderful special guest, Mr. John Timothy. Yeah. Uh, to our sound engineer, DJ Andrew Haig, Meister. Uh, to my co-host, Brad Kula. And I have been Stefan Chouette. The whole time. I've been the entire time, Stefan Chouette. Thank you very much for tuning in. And uh, guys, keep making it up. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs>